Hey everybody and welcome back to the Morning Moxie Show. I'm Alicia Sharp, your host, and today on the show we have a testimony. And I've said it a million times and I'll say it again, but I love testimonies. I love to hear people's stories of how God is good, of how God has changed their lives, of how God has pulled through for them. And and it's just so powerful because everybody who knows Jesus has a testimony. Everybody has been touched by him in some way, shape, or form. Everybody has felt his love and his presence. And what's great about this guy's testimony today is that he was in prison for something that he had done, and that's where God met him. And I've done prison ministry before, and I've seen more love in that prison with those women that I've ministered to than anywhere else. That They see the need. They see their need for Jesus so deeply because they're in that place. And sometimes I believe they see their need for Jesus much more than we do. And so when you're in this place of desperation, like they are, they really pour out their hearts to God and God meets them. And that's the place we need to be like every day. God, I need you. When we start living this life alone, that's when we start, as Christine Kane was saying last week, just drifting. So I encourage you today, you know, God, I need you, God. I want you in my life. I want to, to think about you all the time and practice your presence like we even talked about yesterday with Andrew Womack. So I hope you enjoy this testimony. Brian Trejo remembers feeling rejected at 13 years old when his mother called the police and had he and his twin brother arrested. She had recently broken up with their father and it was her way of disciplining the two unruly teens. Well, I was disobeyed, you know, kind of asking for attention, but not getting the, the attention we needed. We're feeling like we're, we're last. She's, she's choosing her, her boyfriends first. So it, it put us in a place where, well, who does love us? Released from juvenile prison, they found shelter and acceptance among neighborhood troublemakers and started stealing and dealing drugs. So we eventually found uh, uh, some the love in the streets, some knuckleheads that, that were rejected from their household, that they formed a, their own brotherhood we, we rob people to eat, you know, literally call the pizza man if we're hungry, call the pizza man and we'll get guns and rob, you know. And it started building this lifestyle where if we want it, we, we'll come together and we'll get it, you know, the wrong, even if it's the wrong way. It made me feel like this is, this is where, somewhere where I am wanted. And I didn't know it at the time, but they were using us too because they knew that we would do whatever for the brothers. For the next several years, Brian was immersed in street life and was in and out of jail. At 21, he tried to avenge a failed hit on his brother. I see the man coming this way and he sees me and I've been looking for him. And I got a gun on my lap, I'm by myself. I'm pulling up to him, I'm like, man, perfect timing. And he's coming to the car with his friends and they're thinking they're gonna beat me up. And I'm thinking, I got you. And as soon as he came to the thing, I rolled the window down, doo doo. He's on the floor, he's shaking. I'm shooting this way at them. And I remember pitting off like, yeah, I got you, victory. Brian was arrested and charged with attempted murder while awaiting trial, he realized that his so-called friends weren't around anymore. Everyone I thought loved me vanished on me. So I'm like, man, where's, where's my loyalty at? And I remember I had a list of everybody that did me wrong, what I was going to do to them, man. I, and I, I was going to hurt her. I was going to hurt him. You know, so I'm sitting there in the cell, restless, so angry. Then he remembered that revenge hadn't gotten him far. So he prayed to God. I've heard the gospel preached before. Salvation, and it's free, and that God loves you, and that... He, you know, he, he wants he want you to come home. I went to a church service that night in jail, right? And everything just came right back. So I cry out to God in this cell, facing this time, 
if you just give me peace while just don't leave me, I'm gonna serve you. Even if I gotta be in the penitentiary, I'll serve you. And he tells me to start uh, forgiving people. The list I made of people that I wanted to hurt when I got out, I had to start praying over these people instead of uh, sitting there wishing death on them. So it became a prayer list. At trial, Brian's charges were reduced and he was released after serving three years in prison. It was like, man, this, this is something unconditional I never experienced before. You know, I'm just being the type of man I am and you would still give me help. I was grateful. By this time, his twin brother had turned his life around. He became a Christian and started creating rap music to glorify God. I told God I made a promise. I no longer be dishonest, like a cycle that repeats. Until the night he was fatally shot just outside his home. When they said my twin was murdered, I felt like my soul was cut in half. I couldn't even go to his funeral because I didn't want to see him in a casket because he looks just like me. I wanted to remember him with life, so it was hard for me. You know, um, he walks like me, he talks like me. When, or even now to this day, when I look in the mirror, I see him. The grief nearly drove Brian to suicide. It was then he realized he had never fully surrendered his life to Christ. I still had things I didn't want to let go of, you know? Kind of on my terms, I'll change God, but I, I don't want, I, I want, I just do little by little. And he was telling me, give me everything. And it was, you know, but when, when my brother was murdered, I gave him everything. My prayer was like, I got lust in my heart, I got greed in my heart. I got, I'm blaming everyone. It's, I know it's my fault, you know? I'm tired of running, running a race the wrong way, going backwards, in and out of prison, being a failure. They just took the, the closest one to me on earth. I don't, want, I don't want Satan to take no more from me. So I want to live for you. So whatever you got to do, help me. Brian's prayer was answered, and his life was transformed. He forgave his brother's killers and reconciled with his mother. Now he honors his brother's memory by continuing his music. Today, Brian is married and has a family of his own. Through their ministry, Kingdom Music, they travel and share the message that forgiveness is freedom and God's love is the way home. But knowing that, that the Father looks for me and says, come home, that's a different type of love. I'm like, man, it's beautiful to know he loves me like that. I hope that you know today just how much God loves you. Right where you are, right in the midst of whatever you're going through, God loves you so much, so much more than you could ever imagine. And there's nothing that you need to do to earn his love. He loves you just the way you are. Well, that was a CBN testimony, and you can find it on YouTube if you search under 700 Club CBN Brian T. Testimony. You can also find out more information, of course, about CBN at their website, which is cbn.com. I hope that you have an amazing day today and that you experience the love of God like never before. I pray that over you. And I also ask that you will go live your 320 life more than you can imagine. Ephesians 320. God bless.